Hello, listeners. Welcome to Freelance Friday with Vay Casey, a podcast all about freelancing through the opinions and experience of a current full-time freelancer. And uh, today's episode is one from a series of interviews with members from Weld. Weld is a collaborative workspace. Uh, they have a location in Nashville, and there used to be a location in Dallas where I was a member at for four years and uh, really helped me get my freelance um, business going and kind of get into that world. Um, during my time there, I learned a lot and I made a lot of great relationships with some incredible creatives in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And so uh, I decided to reach out to a few of them um, to see if they would be interested in doing interviews and grace, graciously uh, and gratefully they accepted. And so uh, these few episodes are going to be those interviews with them. And so uh, today's interview is with Daniel Nanasi from Think Branded Media. Uh, Daniel and his business partner, Bo Etheridge, run a little video production agency. And uh, Daniel has been an encouragement to me over the last several years. And uh, he's always been somebody that I feel like that I can talk to and that gives me great feedback and uh, encourages me and, and has been there to help lift me up in the times when I felt like I was down. And uh, Daniel, thanks so much for coming on the show. I love you, man. And I really appreciate you doing this. It's such a fun conversation. Well, Daniel, thanks for coming on the show today here on Freelance Friday on a Monday. It is Monday. It is. Um, we have yet another a Weld, former Weld member here. We've had quite a few on so far. Welders? Yes. Yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Daniel is a co-founder of Think Branded Media. They are a video production company based here in Dallas. They do some really great work. They're really fun to work with, really nice people. Um, but I'll let you tell a little bit more about yourself and what you all do to start us out. Thank you. Um, yeah, Think Branded Media, um, we produce branded content, branded media for anyone and anyone who, uh, anyone and everyone who needs it. Um, you know, healthcare is a lot of our bread and butter. Um, we do a lot of nonprofit type work. Um, but then for brands and agencies, large and small, um, storytelling, um, kind of micro documentary style, all unscripted. Um, we're big fans of documentaries and, um, what else am I supposed to talk about? Um, Whatever you want people to know about you. Yeah, well, I guess the history of that is is uh, prior to Think Branded, Bo and I, who's uh, my business partner, who you know as well, um, we were partners with four other people in another production company that was like totally vertically integrated from you know scripts to distribution. Um, and we did, uh, we had a huge studio, like 30, over 30,000 square feet, um, 20,000 of it, like stages. Um, it's wow, a lot, uh, like 40 foot wide green screen and, uh, standing sets that Bo built. Bo's actually a production designer. You should talk to him about, about that and his background as, uh, art directing, production design, designing, uh, should help me with that. I've been, I've, I've asked him a couple of times trying to get him to come on. So maybe, uh. Yeah, I will. Help facilitate that. Yeah, and he knows. <laughs> I just talked to him, so he knows uh, I'm here right now. So, um, but yeah, and uh, we, so that company, we did 
everything for everyone. We did like commercials and music videos and like reality TV development and like uh, some feature films and we rented out the space and like operated this huge space. And it was like, it was really good, um, you know, uh, training. And I got a lot of experience with a lot of different types of projects and equipment and people and budgets. And some of it was big um, and, and on a huge scale. And uh, from that experience, what Bo and I um, liked the most, and Bo and I had been partners uh, in, in doing media and, and, and stuff like that prior to even that company. So for a long time, like 12 years, 13 years ago, uh, Bo and I have been working together on media, on videos mainly. Um, and we were also roommates, you know, very good friends, you know, um, he's the best man at my wedding. Um, so really tight. We're so different though. We're so different, but on a, from a creative appreciation, stylistic appreciation, we're, uh, kind of very similar. Two peas in a pod, just kind yes. of right there in that like find yeah. a sweet spot. And which is cool to have that where you're, um, you're, uh, you know, and, but you still have differences that can contribute to, you know, what, what we, what we do, what we're trying to do, what we have to do on a day-to-day -day basis and whatnot. Um, but Bo and I, from, from all those projects in that old, older company, the ones we liked the best were these like was branded content. And we got to do some like projects with some experiential marketing companies and stuff like that. And like, those were like, uh, our favorite type of projects. So they involved travel sometimes. And we just got to tell stories about something cool for like X brand doesn't matter because whatever the brand or the product even was, was not what we were really capturing. We were, it's like like we were capturing like lifestyle type stuff and like people and like stories, which is cool, you know? Um, and, and we did it with some cool brands, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, made some great content out of that, that like, even today we still get hired. People hire us based on like that content and that content, some of that content's like 10 years old. And so it goes to show that, like, man, we could, uh, you know, people are always trying to update, you know, their their reel and their portfolio and their content and stuff. But it's like, yo, like it, something that's like old to you, you know, some the people that you're really trying to get to see this stuff, they don't know it's old. It's brand, if they've never seen it before, and you don't have a date on it. Like to them, yeah, it doesn't matter. And, it's and, just good quality work. Yeah, and if it's good, it's good, right? And so, like, that's what we found, and so that's really what. So, what we do. Sorry, it's you know, I talk a lot, but I always bring it back to the question. But like, what we really focus on is like branded content, you know, via storytelling and documentary style. Um, because that's what we like. We have a lot of experience with it. We're good at it. Um, I think we have a long way to go as well. To you know, to always evolving what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um. But yeah, we really like that, and um, yeah, that's the longest so, version of what we do. So for show. somebody that, so f I, first off, I, I want to hear a little bit more about the story, but before we jump, go back to that, what, just for people that don't know, what is branded media? Branded media is basically, I guess it's the, to be honest, it's the new way of saying commercials, you know? I mean, it is. It's the same thing. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, just like when they say influ people are influencers, it's that's really just paid sponsorship. It's just branded differently, right? So it's really commercials, right? And the way the a lot of commercials and uh, advertising is going for all kinds of brands, large and small, is through, um, you know, kind of like making an advertisement, not an advertisement. 
So more like you mentioned, like lifestyle stories. So yeah. because because the the uh, I guess the landscape we're in now, it's like so cool. Uh, if you're a content creator, in my opinion, um, because you could be a lot more successful with your work because you're actually creating work. You you have we have the ability to create work with context, with, you know, to what it is, and not only to to the message but to the audience. And if you can create good contextual. You know, that's almost in, in some respects guaranteeing you that people are going to like, you know, ingest this. They're going to consume this content that you're creating. And that's the best feeling ever if you're creating content, right? Yeah, that's what you it's want. Like, yeah, someone's going to watch it. They're going to get something out of it. It's going to like help them somehow. You know, it's, you know, it's going to serve its purpose. That's its purpose. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, especially with even av- like commercial and advertising stuff while you're like trying to sell a product. At the same time, like you're trying to like meet people where they're at to provide something of value to them. Yeah, and so like telling stories in that way is like a way to help bring that yeah. together. And with like how the uh, the you know everything's so niche now because you have these like you know channels and like we have data and we have the internet and we have like all these channels and everyone can have their channel and it's becoming so niche. You know, like people who make a ton of money by just because like a million people watch them play video games and stuff you know i mean that's like a niche i'm not into that you know but it just that's that's just proof in the pudding that like you know there there are audiences out there and there's never been a better way to you know reach those audiences right and also what that means is those audiences are not like you know as gullible or as like you know easily entertained as they were like 5 10 15 plus years ago it's like you have to like really you know, have good stuff and they're going to know the difference between like something gimmicky or like something, you know, unoriginal, you know, no matter what it is, no matter what the brand or company or what it is, you know? So it's a, it's an important time. It's an exciting time for people like us. I think. I think so too. All right. So you guys had your studio space. I know that at some point you guys transitioned out of that. It's probably been like three or four years at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, four plus years. And so basically it's a long, epic story, maybe for another time. But we have this – it's almost like we had a Ferrari but couldn't put gas in it uh, because you have huge overhead. And basically as soon as we got everything built and set up and and the first film that we were producing, funded, casted, the – guy who started the whole company and funded everything to that point unexpectedly passed away of a heart attack. And at that point there was no more funding because you know, the company was so new and everything. So we were on our own to not only finish that film, which was raising like hundreds of thousands of dollars within first, you know, a week and then the rest of it within a month, you know, and some real crazy, I mean like, and I was, Bo and I were like new it, you know, like I was like 23 or 24 at the time. And I was like in way over my head, um, you know, trying to keep up. And then it was like literally like sink or swim, like literally like you. And I knew like I, this was a, I don't know how to handle this situation. But if I if, if I, you know, I can try. I'm here. I'm on the bull, you know, just hold on and fuck it, you know, what you have, you, you know, you have a lot to lose, but also nothing to lose to some degree and just do what you got to do. And luckily you have a good team with you, you know, from Bo to all my other partners and stuff like that. It was the part of the, the team, you know, that kept it together. And that's, I think for freelancers is tough because freelancers are like usually one man, one person armies and isolated and like not, you know, and that's why like things like weld and 
people and communities like that are so important to keep cultivated because like even if you're working on your own like concepts of like your social network and your team and your collaborators super important um i know i haven't finished the um answer to that it's okay we're getting there but yeah we're moving along yeah it's a good story i like it yeah yeah the things you're saying are very valuable very true yeah and 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 it is one of the i mean honestly like that's while we're on this tangent i mean that's one of the reasons that i miss having like being so involved in a creative community um like we had when we were at well because uh just to have those people that you see day in and day out that are like going through so many of the same things that you're going through that you can kind of like bounce ideas off of or even just to have people that you can talk with and know when they go oh yeah i know what you mean that they can actually understand what you're meaning and truly relate to you versus somebody else that doesn't have that lifestyle or know that life at all trying to like connect with you but not being able to because they just don't have the experience yeah and like we're uh bo and i have been doing this for uh i guess enough time to where we have like you know some at least a foundation built you know for what we're doing and a lot of experience and a lot of times people will call us like usually younger people or people trying to get into you know video production content creation whatever and it's a lot of the same questions and like kind of obstacles that are out there you know i mean it's the same course right so why wouldn't you know it's like so uh to your point i think you know when you have people whether they're more seasoned than you or less seasoned than you or like right there in the trenches or wherever you're at with you to be able to share the experiences and stories, like it can help you work through a lot of things quicker and even mitigate some like potential like delays on obstacles in the future that you may have with like a, a, a client or like a collector, anything. So it's just that that it's just the, the best, most raw way of information exchange, you know, crucial. Yep. And it's something that like doesn't come. That's not in your first when you're starting off, like, you know, as a freelance creative you're not the first thing on your list of like things to do to get to, you know, to make your career are probably not like, you know, asking yourself or scheduling for yourself. How am I, you know, what am I doing to cultivate like relationships and connections, not just to get gigs and stuff, but like just to get ideas and just perspective, you know, like, what am I doing to do that? And like, yeah, spend an hour a day, you know, and even if it's like, watch this, podcast you know like that's to a degree but i think there is a huge value to like you know come in here talking face to face you know and like you know because you had that a while like with especially with the digital world now you can be connected with so many different people in so many ways there's still something about having that like in-person relationship where you get to like see the person especially with something like 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 creative communities or co-working spaces being able to see them day in and day out where you kind of start to develop a little bit more than just uh, service-level friendships, yeah. relationships. You feel like the person's a little bit more invested in your life, and I think to that there's a lot of value and in, in, in sanity, it's, at least for me, because especially being freelance, I'm, like, by myself all the time, and so I don't have, like, an office that I go into, per se, or, or like, coworkers, and so that kind of, like, gives you that feeling of having that and, and having that structure a little bit. Um which I find that I actually really like having, which I, I, I didn't think that I did so much. I like having the flexibility of kind of getting to do things when I want to, which I think part of it, I was homeschooled growing up a lot, and so I would be able to, like, 
I'm going to knock out on my schoolwork in like two or three hours and I just go play outside or like maybe I wanted to play in the morning when it was nicer outside then I'd like do my schoolwork in the afternoon like I could do that and so I think that kind of translates to how I see things in, in general and my dad was self-employed or is and so for freelance stuff it's just like I always that was just it just makes sense with the way that I always have kind of seen the world and, and operated from a young age but um, I also always had like siblings around and people like my mom and so you had these like relationships all the time excuse me and uh, and so now whenever I like you, if you're by yourself, especially if you live by yourself and you're doing freelance stuff and I mean, you can become very isolated very quickly, very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. And I mean, I think there's a time and place for that, you know, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a balance, you know, and uh, for sure, like entering into the lifestyle um, long time ago into like how it is now for me it's a lot different than what I thought it would be. And, and one of the things I realized were, was uh, it's different for everyone because, every, you know, you have a different schedule for all the things you do and you have, you know, you're, you're at a different point in your life. You may have relationships. So it's like I think the key is to – and that's, again, the best part about, like, you know, co-working spaces and, and creative communities is you can see, like, not necessarily, like, things like, oh, I need to, like, model this, you know, verbatim or whatever, but it's like, okay, that – kind of break it down and like just see how people do it to find your own you know groove and and and, and way you know and 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 niche and all that kind of stuff you mm-hmm. know and i think that's half the battle you know because i see some really i know some badass really talented like people photographers out there and stuff that like you know there's still struggle but it's like you know you can't just be like a purist you know you, ha- you have to get out of your comfort zone that's the main thing yeah so, so- um, back to what your, your other stuff you were talking about with you and Bo. Oh, you, you want guys to had the studio? The story? Yeah, I think it's an uh, interesting because because I mean ultimately you guys went from having a big team and all this stuff down to being like just the two of you for a while, mm-hmm. and then there was other people that came and left and here and there that have like worked and interns and 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 like y'all have some remote people you work with from like attorneys to people that do like contracts and different kind of stuff like that for you, and so I feel like you guys are kind of in this. In between, like you're you're a company, you're a business, but at the same time, you're kind of freelance partners, kind of, well, sort of, and so at least in the way that you function a lot, and so I think there's a lot of that stuff in the story of where you guys came from to where you are now that would kind of help um, just have an, an, some insight into like why. Because we've talked before about like scaling up and doing other stuff, and those kind of your response was almost like, "Well, I mean, we had that stuff before, but we really kind of like things the more the way they are now." And so I'm going like, "Well, why? What's what were the trade offs? What so who, what like pushed you to that point?" So who's the audience though for like this conversation? Like people who are oh, a lot of this is like mostly like free like ideally people that are newer to freelancing okay. within okay, the first cool. few years of freelancing or are still kind of like getting their grounding and, and or, or just want perspective and kind of in that yeah, sure. vein. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, well, the, the first part, it's like we're, you know, we have a company, but we're contractors, so we don't have employees, right? So that's a big, like, we're no different than home builders. I compare us, ourselves to home builders a lot, you know, and, and really the process of, like, what we do creating videos to building a house um, because 
we're all just like a house builder. They're independent contractors hiring other independent contractors, right? You've got, you're building one thing. You've got one final product you're producing for us, a video for them, a house. Um, you've got a budget, whatever it may be. And you've got a timeline and deadline, right? S- building a house, making a video. You also have a process and order of operations that has to be done in the proper sequence and the proper order, you know, timed out properly, scheduled properly, coordinated properly, communicated properly, right? Because, like, you know, the roofers have to come in and the painters have to come in after the framers and the foundation and, right, and the landscaper. You don't don't put in the landscape first, right? And so it's very similar. Um, And... That's how, that's a good way to like, you know, when you're working with clients and, and, you know, when you're freelancing, you're starting to, uh, you're going to start to realize that if you haven't, you know, watched like Gary V videos and other videos about starting up or whatever, you're going to realize that like when you go into business for yourself, i.e. freelance, like half of what you're doing now is like the thing that it is, like you're like filmmaking or editing or like composing, writing, whatever. And the other half, or maybe, you know, 40 to 50% is going to be like your marketing. You're going out to creative mornings in Denton and creative mornings in Dallas and like watching content like this and like learning and like, and like, you know, like all the other things, you know, and like invoicing people and like, like running your business, right? That's paramount. If, you know, and if you, you know, ultimately, yeah, you want to hire people to do that, which is what we've done, but like, you don't have the, we didn't have the money to do it at first. And like, so there's things you, and there's still, there's still things we don't have the money to do, or we don't want it, you know, we'd rather invest, you know, so we have to do DIY and that's just part of it. And like, it's a transition, um, to go, to get to those things. And again, there's no one model. I can tell you our story and how we did it just for perspective, but not, don't do what we did. Maybe, right. maybe yes, maybe no, but it's just to illustrate like, You've got to know you and your flow and your goals and what you want to do before you set out to like, you know, and and all these things in the books and like, yeah, and ingest and learn as much as you possibly can because it's going to educate you to make the best possible decisions for you. But it's like you got to know yourself and what your goals are and your direction and what you want to do. And that's sometimes harder to figure out than the other stuff, you know? And really, like, I feel like I'm still figuring that out. You're always figuring that out involving who you are, right? I but, think it changes and grows as you grow. Right. And so, so yeah, we're contractors. We don't have any employees, you know, officially. But So we contract people out. But, the, but we don't just hire anyone. We have a core group of people from on-set camera operators to sound people to, you know, composers and uh, uh, editors and, and so on and so forth that we've been working with for some of them for 10 years, you know? And, like, but they're, you know, so they're, they're our go-to, you know, person for this jo- or that job, so our crew's the same, but it's still on a contract basis. They're not coming in and clocking in 9 to 5 at my company or vice versa, right? And so... Um, and we do turnkey projects, which means like people commission us to do like, hey, we need a video A to Z from development, scripting, ideas to everything that it takes to execute it, revisions, everything. You know, we need a final like a house with the landscaping, with the sprinklers, with the lighting pack, like, you know, ready to go, um, ready to go. And then and, and sometimes um, other people, you know. Uh, we'll get contracted to like uh, more seldom to 
come in like if they need a, a DP or director or creative team, you know, for a day or for a project or for whatever, you know. Um, so we'll be hired guns in that capacity and work with like brands and agencies, people from out of town. Like this week, we've got a shoot with uh, the National Hockey League coaches. They're having a conference here and we're covering. They're having a golf tournament. They need a same day edit you know, turn it around for dinner from the golf tournament. And then we're, so it's like this whole thing, event stuff, but that's more for hire. Some of it's turnkey, you know, so it's like everywhere in between, like get in where you fit in, you know, like we noticed our strengths, we know our weaknesses. That's where we have to like contract out help, you know, and we, we, we know our recipe to make, to build a house, you know, and now we've built enough houses. We're like, there's think branded media, custom homes, you know, like why, why would you uh, want to get this home builder versus that home builder versus hiring like a famous architect to build your home, right? Same thing with the video. And there's like different pr price points and timelines and like, you know, and like we, you know, are in a, a lane with, with, you know, with that, with what we do on like from a budget standpoint and a quality standpoint, or, you know, a scale. And like, we, I feel like, you know, we found a good niche for us and what we do, but we're always trying to expand that, uh, even more so. Um, but yeah, so that's why it's like, you know, we do kind of whatever from a contract basis and work with, yeah. And number one, uh, kind of value of think brand and media is collaboration because like, Video production, filmmaking is like probably one of the most collaborative of the of media there is out there. It's a team sport, just like building a house. And part of this is like knowing how to work with people and like knowing when to stay in your lane or knowing how to stay in your lane or what your lane even is in a given context framework or a team. And, you know, knowing that and being comfortable in that and knowing, you know, when to contribute and how to contribute best, you know what I mean? And not get in the way of yourself or get in the way of the project or like the people and deal with, you know, and, and, and where this is even more difficult than home building is that this is a creative thing. So it's like, there's no one way to pour the concrete or whatever. It's like, this is so many interpretations and egos involved because we're all artists at varying capacities. And so that's, you know, you got to keep, focused on you know the goal and sometimes that goal is not your goal it's like a client's goal or something like that so there's a lot of things um and i remember when we were uh, going back to like the stories like when we were like younger and and had this all this overhead it's almost like we didn't even it's like we won the we we had the trophy you know and won the race but we hadn't finished running the race so it was a weird feeling and we i knew in my gut you know because again bo and i like what we try to just keep it as real as possible, you know, with ourselves and other people. And like, that's our barometer, like, you know, as far as like our definition of that and staying true to, 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 to our purpose of what, what we're doing it, why we're doing it and stuff like that. And, uh, um, you know, but ultimately we, you know, and that business was making money, but had an enormous overhead. And so almost all the money was going to cover the overhead, which we could barely even cover. And so we really weren't making any money. And so it got to points where like Bo and I both had to like were homeless and like lived at this place. And it was pretty cool. You know, we had showers and laundry. I mean, it was in kitchens and stuff like that. So it was you could live there, but it was crazy. You know, we were that broke, but we had this like gold mine that we were sitting on, but just couldn't put it into effect. It was like it came too soon. It's like, I don't really know what to do with this. It's like too overwhelming. I don't have enough. You know, I don't even know who I am in the respect of like a creative, you know, professional, you know, and ultimately 
uh, you know, that, that partnership and company dissolved because it was just like not sustainable and everyone kind of wanted to go in their different direction. Um, it ended cordially. And, and, and thankfully we knew like six months in advance that like, we're like, Hey, in six months, we're going to end the company. So that gave us time. Um, it gave everyone time to, you know, plot out their next move. And that's important, you know, like, and even in our production process in, in a home building process, what's paramount is pre-production and planning right um but you know look up videos and why that's important you know later whatever but um so yeah we had time on our side and we really got to sit down and think of the brand and like the name and like you know this and that and um we had to unwire ourselves a lot but well, ultimately, and we flipped that whole business model. We're like, and, and now we've even, so we've moved into a small office in a co-working space. Our overhead was like basically nothing compared to what it was. You know, we didn't, we had a lot of equipment in the last company, but we had to start over with all the equipment. So we were starting from scratch to a large degree. We brought over a few clients, you know, but we were, you know, totally starting out new brand, new company, new everything. Um, and we had no gear. Um, so why would we want, you know, we wanted the lowest overhead as possible, you know, and, uh, and we have a tr super low overhead and it's not like, I'm sure like when I was uh, someone starting out in their early twenties or mid twenties doing this, dude, they would love to show people that studio and like, or you're like, you're red, your new camera or whatever. Just, but so I guess the, 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 the takeaway, I guess is like. When you're starting out, try to. I know it's exciting and the new car smelling. You just can't wait to get your hands on like this or that because you saw it in a video or heard it in a podcast or whatever. But like, really think first of like, what are you trying to do? Why are you doing it? What can you visualize what that is? And then from there, really think about it a lot and start breaking down like, what do you need to do that? And typically, it doesn't entail half the other shit that you think you want, you know, and that's life. That's like just you're human. That's going to happen. But the more you can kind of like dissect that and see what you need. And then also like what you, you know, you'll then know like what you, what you need and what you want that you can't get immediately. And you, and you're not good at procuring or finding, you know, like I'm not a computer person at all, you know? So it's like, yeah, well, I need to work with people that like know how to like troubleshoot like IT stuff, you know? And like Bo is like a badass production designer, graphic designer, for, you know, programs I don't know, you know? But then I handle a lot of the business uh, type of stuff and invoicing and administrative stuff that not his, not, it's not his strongest suit. And so that's when you learn, you know, your lane, you know, and when you know that and then can find people like that want to like get on the same highway and race down the six lane highway with you, you could really do stuff, you know. Um, because if you find people, if, because if you found your lane and you're able to stay in your lane and out of others and other people are able to find theirs and stay out of yours and y'all are just going together, like... You can get to it's the finish line faster. A lot faster. You can and go 120. And it's going to be better. It should be better than if you did it by yourself because, I mean, dude, the deeper I get into stuff, the more I realize there's more detail and there's, like, more yeah. and more layers to stuff. Yep. And That's good. It is, but the deeper you get into stuff, you also realize, like, shit, I can't do all this on my own and you have to have those other people. Watch the credits. Like, we do documentary stuff. And we're working on a passion project for a documentary project. And it's really just like us, it's like a team of like three or four, maybe at best. But then like go on Netflix and watch a good, you know, documentary. And I, I do that. I watch like equivalent type of documentaries of like what we're working on. And then you like watch the credits and it's like, you know, a hundred people. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And like, you know, a lot, it's a, it's a, you know. There's a lot of people, a lot of hands on it. Yeah. And even if like the house, like this building we're in right now, if they had the credits for who worked on what, on this building and who did what, or your house that you're in, it's like, be a long list too, you know? And, and, and so like, that's why like another thing is like, you know, as we built our clientele to, to clients who are actually like know about the process and we don't have to, it's like, we're, we're, you know, when we started out, we have to explain to like our clients and our customers of like, Hey, here's why you need a video, you know? But now it's like, here's why you need a good video. And now it's like, okay, you're, you've called us because you need a good video, but like you're, you know, and, and it's just, we're dealing with people that are more savvy with like the process, their background, maybe in, the same as ours with production, you know, they're at an agency, they're, they're head of marketing or a, at, a, at, a, at a big brand or something like that. Um, like it's, it's, uh, I man, I totally forgot where I was going. Um, what, what I was talking about before that, but, um, it's okay. It happens. Will you cut this part out? I don't know. Nah, fuck it. Nah, leave we'll it leave it in. It's nah, okay. Um, but yeah, um, that's why Bose, uh, I'm very non-linear. Yeah, you're talking about Santa Airlines. Um, but yeah. You know your stuff. Yeah, and so like, so, oh yeah, and people like that, like when you're starting to pitch yourself and your portfolio and your work and you're going after that level and a higher level, there's certain red flags that like if the budget's too low or if you're like, oh, we can do everything, we do it all. It's like, well, okay, you may know how to do, you may know have a working <clears throat> rudimentary or fundamental knowledge of you know, mixing concrete and framing and roofing or like, you know, for us, like shooting, editing, scripting, color correction, scoring, audio, you know, all these different things. Like I can do a lot of those things, right? But like not all of them, some more proficient than others, most of them less proficient than, you know, what I do, you know? And like you said, like if you want to make like a good work and that's what like these bigger brands are looking for good work. I mean, again, look at like what's out there. You know, that's what you should be measuring yourself to in your work. And like, how are they doing that? Like, that's your whole process, like deconstructing, you know, it's like, what lenses did they use? What camera? Is it? Well, it's not what light, you know, it's all, you know, deconstructing this whole thing and you're the process of it. It's dude, it's like the 10,000 hours. It's, it's part of the machine. It kind of makes me think of like, whenever you're talking about like, you know, what cameras, what lenses, it's like, you think about that stuff as far as like, okay, what gear do they use and what are the different pieces? But why most of the time we don't. I feel like we don't think about the pieces of the uh, the rest of the of yeah. the machine of like the other people that are involved. Just like you know, you wouldn't think of like oh, just like oh, just a camera. Like no, you have like this lens, you have this camera body, you have this follow yeah. focus, you got this screen, and so just like that, you got this makeup, you know, artist, yeah, you've got this set designer and whatnot. And it's like you know, um, everyone that's like succeeds, you know, with this is like a niche, has their niche, whether it's like this person's really good at like shooting food, you know, or this person like does all this like sports stuff, you know, or like, you know, people we know, like Tyler Sharp, he's like outdoors, safari, hunting, you know, stuff. And like, we're like, our thing is like more of like, you know, corporate, but it's kind of edgier, you know, docu style content, you know what I mean? And, you know, and, and it took us a while to, de to develop that. And like, we're constantly refining that and like, watching stuff and feeding ourselves like what you know inspiration uh, through other media and people relationships and stuff like that but yeah it's really important but like yeah ultimately you have to work through 
and realize like even like just the maturity of like hey focus on like what your end game and some people do that uh, better than others but um yeah for us it was like low overhead um and and you know start piecing together our gear again building that up and be fiscally responsible and like you know if you do credit cards pay it off and just be a good business person or find someone to work with to include that is a good business person and like again as our company grew you know we have an accountant that we don't have an employee like an in-house accounting department you know right but at our company um but we have an accountant we work with that it's on a contract basis but she's been working with us since before we even opened our offices and that was important for us and it was kind of crazy because we were paying her we didn't even have money to pay her you know it's coming out of our pockets basically but we knew it was important to have established really good you know financial from the very beginning when you're starting out like all your records and make sure you're in line with taxes and you know that you should be charging sales tax or when you should when you shouldn't start charge sales tax and you know getting all that stuff and like you don't have to go to find you know uh, accounting school just but there's people that do that and like yeah they they charge you know um and you know you're gonna have to start building that in and like you know you'll be able to afford that stuff um what uh so whenever you guys started bringing on different contractors for stuff what was is there a certain like order of like okay this is what we need first over this or like prioritizing yeah. and figuring out how did you figure out that order and like what as far as the selection process or any of that stuff that you could well for us like we love doing as cool work and creative work as possible but um we can't do that unless we have you know the time to do that and the lights on and the resources to do that so the number one thing for us is like have the number one thing is like you have to start you have to have a good sustainable business so like do whatever you have to do do wedding video do whatever you have to do to make money you know to build up your business and sustain yourself um you know uh and part of that for us was like okay business costs like filing an llc you know and hiring people to help us put that together um getting an accountant you know opening up a bank account and stuff like that and getting an accountant involved immediately and we work with the cpa as well who's actually one of our former business partners um and she does our taxes every year you know she handles that part of it so our accountant kind of prepares that stuff for the cpa but you know because our accountant doesn't do taxes she just does like bookkeeping basically so um that's just happenstance or relationship you know but like you know that that for us was paramount first to like make sure we're do because as you're moving forward you don't want to get like a big job and then be like okay what do i do with how do i handle this money and like you know, where do i pay the tax like you want to have that figured out because you're client and your collaborators are expecting you to be going 120 miles an hour side by side with them down the six lane highway right and if you're like going 80 because you're in the back seat or like oh like i don't like know what to do then that's unprofessional you know what i mean and like that, that it's just like you got to be prepared right so um you know we have a lawyer that we work with we have a couple lawyers that we work with at different capacities that doesn't mean we're like these badass like oh god you know a legal team like in the next door it's like no we have like those people again they're they can work with you on contract basis they charge by the hour by you know you know with their for their time and when you need them for stuff like a contract you know like putting together your production agreement that you give to your clients when you start working with them like you know it's not every time 
you know, we have one or he helps us create one. We pay him for his time to do that. And like, that's what we use, you know, from here on out. But you need someone to make sure you're running your stuff legally. You know what I mean? And like, because you're, you have, when you start a company, you're responsible, you know, like this isn't just like, you know, you can, you can, if something happens, you're responsible, you know? It's uh, not just like fun and games, creating yeah, cool stuff anymore. It's not like it's, starting a club in, in like yeah. school. Like this is like, it's not the video club, whatever. It's like a business and there's like liabilities and implications. Like, and you can't, you know, be like, oh, I didn't know about that, that I had to pay taxes or I had to like, you know, do this and you can get into big trouble if you don't do it properly, you know, like you can lose everything. And, and, and so you have to know, again, you don't have to go get an MBA and learn about business, but like, you know, Google for fuck's sake, <laughs> you know, like I'm, there's so much, and it's like, dude, that's one thing that like people have, there's never been more information and resources on how to do like anything, how to bake a key lime pie or how to start a video production business and like services and like videos and like podcasts and subscriptions. And like, there's these guys like studio Sherpas who like help you do this. It's like, there's brands that do like this, you know, like, and, and it's like, do, do that. You know what I mean? It's like in your pocket. You know what I mean? There are ample ways of doing it. And like a lot of people these days, like just, ex they, they don't want to do, put in the time, you know? And like, there's a difference, like people that apply to internships for our company. Like there's some people that like, you know, the email, you're like, Hey, here's the, the application that I downloaded from your website and I filled it out and here it is, blah, blah, blah. And there's people who call and they're like, Hey, do you all do internships? And it's like, you know, so don't be this, the latter, you know, and it's like, do the work, you know, um, or do something else. You know what I mean? But don't bellyache about really anything, you know, and that's the only bellyaching that I'm going to do on your <laughs> podcast. Um, but like the next thing, insurance, like if you have gear or a computer or if you're like, or if you're renting gear or if you're even like, if you're doing anything like off of your property on someone else's property on a set and your company, like you need insurance and it's not, you know, it's, it's affordable. And if it's, and if you can't afford it, then start, you know, finding, figure out how to afford it, you know, whether it's charging more, like so figure out how to afford it. Cause you need it. You know what I mean? And like we pay, uh, you know, and I'll plug Ascend insurance brokerage. Uh, they're local in here in Dallas, but they work with people all over the country. And, um, they do specifically production insurance and they insure festivals. Like they do like big stuff. Like So is it like per project? You can do that. Stuff or is it blanket you can do per, or you can do per project, but you're gonna pay more. I pay for an annual policy that I pay every month. I pay it off every month. Uh and it's it's it, I have a what's called a DICE policy, D-I-C-E, documentary industrial um commercial? No, I I thought it was, but I, th I don't think, um, yeah, maybe it's commercial and education. Okay. Uh, so it covers that. Um, it doesn't come like a feature film, but it's like, it's, it's a big policy. It's like two instances of $1 million, you know, which is like ample, you know, and that's, that's really the biggest thing I'm afraid of is like losing footage and having to go to like fly somewhere to have to reshoot something. And like that could like tank us. You know, we're in a large company. Whereas, like, having that insurance policy would allow yeah, you Yeah, they would, that, that would pay to, like, do it. I mean, once I get out of, like, the situation, but, like, at least we could be like, hey, the best we can do is reshoot this and, like, we'll pay for that, right? And so, like, you know, otherwise you can get sued, you know, and whatever. So, like, again, you got to be prepared. And, like, you know, 
Because shit happens and it's going to happen. You know, we've had stuff stolen off set and like we've had things break and like it, that's, and when it happens, I don't get upset about it because it's like it, that's part of it. Like the dude on the construction site accidentally breaks a pane of glass or like they, it's part of business. And like if you get, if you crash your drone or like you lose footage or whatever, like lose a project and you lose like 12 hours of work and that, it's like, that's part of it. You know, that's like when the, the sprinter is training and he falls and like breaks his arm and like it, it's like anyone successful has gone through that stuff. And like, so it's almost like I get, I work through pitfalls like that by being like, Hey man, that's, it, this is, that means I'm, I'm on the course, you know, which is like, Hey, I'm, I'm at least, you know, doing it, but you write it off and people have stolen ideas and like, and I hate when people bellyache about people stealing, biting them and like stealing the ideas. And it's like, dude, like that's. Like, cool, you had a really great idea. Yeah, good for you. Stay on track and you'll, you're ahead Keep of the pack. It. But it's like, that's always have, has happened, will continue to happen. It's part of, it's again, it's human nature. Like, just do it. Um, so with your, you mentioned, you mentioned the, you need to grab your drink. Yeah. Grab it, do it. Lean over there, get it. Drinks. Thanks. With, yeah. with, you mentioned um, your like production agreement and you and and you said you know from there and then you know we're good beyond that what do y'all do as far as contracts or production agreements um well sometimes if it's a, if it's a big enough client we don't do anything they're like here's our agreement and our nda and like here's the terms and if it's like you know sometimes you do whatever you're told right it does typically pay really well too don't yes, they yes i mean again and so it makes like, it work totally yeah but so, yeah, sometimes that's the case. So sometimes don't do anything. Maybe if it's something like crazy, like out of the ordinary for us, we'll look at, show our attorney, you know, and be like, hey, does this look okay? Whatever. Again, that equivalent of that comes down to like, you're, you're, it's not expensive to involve an attorney with that. They're just reading something. Um, and other times, so we have like a standard production agreement that's always evolving and stuff like that, you know, because it's always case by case of how people are paying, what they're paying, what they're like, you know, everything, the process, you know, and each project is like slightly different too, right? Every so home is that different. comes into like consideration too. Yeah. Even if, even if, and we don't build the same house, right? Like every Big Mac should be the same, but like, you know, our houses are not track homes, neither should yours, you know? I mean, if you want to go to that route, that's cool. And like work on a volume basis, but really like what we do and I think what I've seen uh, successful fr uh, creative freelancers do is like find a, you know, find your style, find your voice, find your lens and your, you know, and like that's what people are, hi they're hiring you, you know, for you. And like no one could do you but you, right? Um, and so like double down on that. Um, that's your best bet, you know, um, and figure that out, you know, and like look at how people, and look how people figured their, their shit out, you know, but don't, don't do other people's shit, right? Um, but, yeah, so um, typically, like, if someone reaches out to us for a project, it's, like, the same thing. They reach out to us, um, and they typically do so by filling out a form on our website, which we have set up, you know, again, to, like, funnel this stuff in because I've studied a lot about, like, SEO and marketing. I'm interested in it, and even if I weren't, wasn't, um, it's very relevant to like putting yourself out there and like marketing yourself. And again, there's so many ways that you can do that. Like very cost effectively cheap even if you're like a, you know, even if you're like just starting out, um, we just took on an intern that's like, he's 21, he's still in college, but he's already got a company. He's got a portfolio. He's got had clients. 
Um, and I'll even plug him, Rigid Motion Films, or Rigid Motion Pictures, Rigid Motion. And it's like, dude, that's, you know, like, you know, and he's already, like, as an intern, which is an unpaid internship, he's like already making money with us because he's providing value. And like, you know, we're like, you know, we'd hire someone to do what he's doing for us. So we'll pay him. Um, but yeah, he's like really on his grind and like, he's, you know, figuring it out. And, and, and it's like, as long as there's people like that, we're, you know, uh, people aren't going to entertain like anything like that. Like if someone's setting the bar like there, that's where it is, you know? So you have to like, you know, compete with that and like, and, and make it happen. Um, other costs, um, so like insurance and like our product. So yeah, for that policy, it's like f around five grand a year. Okay. So I think that's like four hundred and twenty, thirty dollars of four hundred and fifty or something a month. Okay. Yeah, that's like car payment or whatever. But like again, it's just like I look at it's it. I'm like, yeah, part of your cost of doing business. Yeah, dude. It's like, and it's not that bad, you know. And I'm glad I have it. And that's through yeah, Ascend Insurance, and like they're you know awesome. We've been with them forever. Um, uh, what other hard costs? Well, we're yeah, talking like, about production agreements and contracts. Though. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. So it's okay. Uh, we got off in a good time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they'll they'll fill out our website form. They'll, uh, so now we have our information. You know, we'll save that for like email campaigns and stuff through our CRM, which is, we use ProsperWorks because we do everything on the Google Drive, keep everything organized from finances to projects and everything on our Google Drive. Um um, and like spreadsheets and budgets and stuff like that and like shared documents with when you're in collaboration with clients and stuff like that um, we that's a really good resource uh, very cost effective too um, but I'll typically just reach out if I get a phone number and you know or set up a call with the person, even though we ask them like, who, what's your message? What's your audience? And go to our website, thinkbrandedmedia.com or thinkbranded.media. Go to our contact page and like see the form of like what we ask, you know? And um, we're going to add a few more. And it's like, what's your budget range? We ask that. It's optional, but, but it's about to be mandatory. Um, and I know some people are against that and some people are for that. And it's like, I'm not, it's like, do you. That's you fine, know? but it also helps to know that. So whenever you talk to them, yes. for me, like... for me, the reason why I want to know that is because more people are hitting us up right now for where we're at with our SEO and everything for like projects like under five thousand dollars, which like that's not in a, you know we're in our price range, and you know we we don't you know typically do projects in that price range, and so like it's good to know because I don't want to work through a two hour conversation or meeting with someone and know that their budget is like $2,500. Yeah, which, and then I think just to kind of talk about that a little bit, uh, having that standard set in place, I think is probably, it's not so much like, Oh, we, we just, we don't do projects like that. It's that like fiscally as a business and to keep things going, you can't sustain the business taking projects like under, yeah, that's just our that. business model. Yeah. And that's yeah. just like, in order to be able to keep the business going, like you've, with everything like that's where things have to be yeah, at in order to keep going. Yeah, and I mean there's like people like other companies that are peers and we know that, you know, they don't go under fifty thousand dollars or they don't go under a hundred thousand dollars. And like again, that's like, you know, the difference between like a, a Kia, a BMW or a Ferrari, you know, and they're all cars. And like it's like there's nothing wrong with driving a Kia, you know, nothing at all. And there's nothing wrong with having a T T2i with a, a lens adapter and like going and renting a good lens to go shoot something, rent a good lens for 50 or 60 bucks for a couple of days. Um, and you can do, I know some really good creatives that get work that are shooting on like, 
you know, prosumer cameras and good glass and good lighting. They know what they're doing and they're going with it. You know what I mean? Just go with, go with what you have, you know? Um, but anyway, so the agreement, uh, <laughs> is, you know, we'll reach out, we'll ask them what their, their, you know, their budget is, budget range, who, the, what, who their audience is, what the message or messages are, what their timeline is. Um, it, give me your website. Let me see your social channels and see what you're doing out there. Like show me your presence out there, your brand out there online in the digital media capacity. So we can just get a feel. And that's going to give you a big feeling. If they don't have anything, then they're going to be like, okay, okay. Like, am I having to explain why they need a video or if it's like an agency or if it's like a company that has like badass videos already on their website or like, or like badass, or badass website. And like all they need is like, Oh man, all they need is video. You know, you'll know, you know, and then that kind of sets up the converse, the, the tone and the conversation and like the, the, the vibe of like, when, you know, because your job at that point, like what I do is I contact them on the phone and listen you know, like, what do you need? Like, what are you trying to do? And ask them the same questions over again, you know, and really get, and they, usually they'll tell you, and you'll know a lot, like, do they know? And sometimes these people are like, you know, the shoot that we have this week, I have like everything mapped out like so well, which makes my job easier. I can even work on, uh, you know, doing it more efficiently and like, you know, uh, putting more on screen when we have all of our, you know, ducks in a row versus a client that's like not involved, not engaged. And that's where we charge more, for clients like that aren't as involved versus clients that are, are involved because it comes down to one takes us longer to do the build you're that house. You to do more of the work. Yeah, just yeah. time. Yeah. And like, and also n figure out what you need, like what your overhead is. Even if you live at home and whatever, figure out what it costs to, to do what where your goals are, whether it's to move out or whatever, figure out, like so write it down and no one's going to do that for you and just sit, sit down and do it. Like how much money do you need to make? Because I've heard people that are like, you know, as far as like what people charge and what to charge and the, the debate over that, like tap into the debate over that. So you like, again, get some information, but like ultimately you got to find your own value. That's one of the things that like you have to figure out and be confident in and find your value. And don't be afraid if people think you're too expensive or too cheap. And like, you know, um, you know, you have to adjust accordingly. And that's another, you know, always adjust. We're going everywhere all so in once, this podcast, man. Like it's okay, we're all over the place, but it's all we'll we'll we're good to tie it back. The agreement? Yeah. Okay. So you talk so, to them on the phone, you get them on the phone, you yeah, talk to them. And then I tell them about and that's a creative conversation. Give them ideas. Who cares? Some of them are gonna most of them are gonna take them and run or like hire someone else, whatever. It's good practice to get on the phone and like get back and forth with people. You want to be knocking doors, you know, and like talking to as many people as possible, especially when you're starting out in this, you know, and that's how you're going to find your, your voice and like your, your, your niche and like your, who you want to work with also. And like what you like hearing, what you don't like hearing, like you just got to do it. Call, get call a ton of people or, you know, talk to a ton of people. Um, so typically I'll, you know, get them excited, kind of tell, tell us, you know, more about us and like, you know, what we think. And, and it's a creative conversation. And then, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to email you after this and like recap with, with a cost estimate. And not, it's not just an estimate on cost, but also like a turnaround time. And like, here's an estimate of like what we can do, the scope, the timing and the cost, you know? And I have, I really, I have like a template email that I already have. And I basically copy and paste that to them. And then, and it's always good when you talk to someone on the phone, it's a good practice. Someone told me, um, of like when you have a meeting with someone, email them the same day takes you like five to 10 minutes and mention their name, 
where you met, what you talked about. So like later today, if this was our first meeting, I'd be like, email you and I'd say, hey, Casey, it was so good meeting with you in your studio today talking about the creative freelance lifestyle. You know, because then like in a week or two, if you open it, you're going to be like, oh yeah, that guy. You know, boom. Yeah, it's right. Me, you remember who it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good little pro tip or whatever, you know, and like, and just put, and then they have that email. It's in context. They could easily identify you and whatever. And like, just, you know, um, and that says a lot too, when someone communicates to you that way that like, okay, this person's easy. Like when interns and like entry level people contact us to do work, it's like, you know, people that have it figured out and make it easy for you, like that's who a lot of times you're going to want to gravitate towards, you know, for us. Cause it's like, okay, this guy gets it. He knows we don't have to start explaining how we need help. It's you're just, finding him like yeah. further along in that buying cycle. Yeah. Which is, and ideal. so again, you're going to fill that out. And so then I, I send him the email and, and at the top, I'm like, okay, based on our conversation and the information that we know at this point of your project, our estimated cost is X, you know, and here, and, 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 and here's our, uh, you know, this is going to take about a month or six weeks to, to start and finish this project. And then it's like, for, and then from here, what we're going to do is like have another conversation, to like narrow down the details and like get on the same page about the budget and everything. If the budget's like lower, we're going to have all the necessary conversations to get where we need to regarding budget, timeline, and creative. And once we're in accord on that stuff, we're going to execute this production agreement. You're going to sign it. You're going to give us 50% up front. And then we're going to get going. And then, and then, in the, and then in the email, it says, okay, here's pre, and then pre-production starts and here's what pre-production is going to entail. Like what we're going to do, how long it's going to take and so forth. Then I'm like, next paragraph production. When, you know, then we're going to go into production in bold production where that's going to take this long. Typically it takes this long or whatever you discuss with them, or, or you're really recapping what you've already told them over the phone, like about like kind of the walking them through the process of like building this house. Right. Right. And the way you, know, you got, the way that y'all do it specifically, right. Everybody does it a little sure. bit differently. But yeah, we, but, but it's like a recap in writing. Cause a lot of these people have to show their team and the people in their highway and their superiors. And you want to make it easy for them to be like, dude, all I have to do is forward this email, this concise email with all the info to my boss so we can approve it and I can approve it and we can get it moving. Right. Cause that's the end game. You got to keep it moving because people will sit there for months and not get back with you and blah, blah, blah. And following up is another thing. Always schedule to follow up with people and make them say no to you. Make them be like, no, we're not ready. And just hound them. Be like, dude, if you're not, you know, don't ghost on me, you know, hold and hold people that contact you and ask you to put together bids and your time and estimates. And so that's your time and it takes time, right? And hold them accountable. If you don't hear back from them, don't be afraid after a week or two to be like, hey, I'm just following up about my last email and our conversation and this bid and estimate and this all the stuff I put together for you with these links in my portfolio that took me time to put together. And this, you know, if they're professional, they'll know. And usually, and oftentimes, even when people are not ready or they want to pass, they go with someone else, they'll give me the professional courtesy to be like, hey, thanks. Sorry, I didn't email you back sooner. We're going, you know, and put, but put people to the fire, man. Yeah. Because that's how you like command respect and stuff. And like, that's just normal. Even if you're starting out, you have to, you have, your, your time, everyone's time is, that's the most valuable, um, commodity is people's time. And so, yeah, then, w then the next conversation, which is just like, don't the awkward conversation of like the budget and stuff like that. And a lot of these people, like, again, they're not, it's not their money, you know? And like their job is to just like make this happen. So like even big numbers, like don't be afraid to talk about big numbers or like, you know, non things that are non-negotiable for you. If they ask you to do too much and like you say, don't say yes to things you can't do say, Hey, 
say no and then sort it out. And like typically if you're dealing with a professional, they're going to like find they're they're on your team at that point and they're going to find a way to sort it out. If they don't, that's a red flag. You should, you know, like you might not want to deal with that. Or maybe you do and get the learning experience out of it, but like no, that's not typical in a in a in a professional like situation. Um same thing with payment. And like, that's what the beauty of our accountant is like, if they're not paying, like she'll contact them. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. And that's good to separate yourself, especially in like that dynamic and also partner. That's what I love about a partnership is like, you know, you can have the good cop, bad cop. So it's like when you're dealing with a client, this person's always like, you know, Hey, everything's cool. Like the hype person, keep everything positive and pumped. But like, you know, the other person might be like holding everyone accountable to like, Hey, we got to get this finished guys. And like kind of cracking the whip and like, you know, that's the, great part of a team dynamic, you know, um, you know, and use your team and use your people to their strengths in, in those capacities to get things done, you know, um, cause, and it's different every time. Right. Um, and so, yeah, then we'll get going. That's our contract and our contract. It basically, it lays out, you know, the terms and like, there's some legalese in there, legalities and like jargon and stuff that you have to have in there to talk to your attorney that can do contracts. Like I can recommend one, um, but any business attorney or like entertainment attorney maybe can figure that out and like help you get something like that. But you, aside from those things, like you could put whatever you want in there. It's not like there's no one way to do it. Put whatever you want, like whatever you're expecting. And you could, and just start, I just start writing it like how I would talk. I'm like, yeah, you know, we're going to have this footage to you by this date or whatever the terms are, just write it out. And then when you're done, have your lawyer look over it, make sure everything's proper and like, you know, like, you know, covered you know, like the way it ought to be, um, you know, and a lot of times we'll submit our con our, our agreement to a company and like th they, they have maybe in-house attorneys that look at it and uh, they redline it and they're like, no, and they go back and forth a couple of times on, on an agreement and like you just talk about it and like, yeah, it's, it's sort of awkward, you know, but like, but it's not, it's business. It's business and you have Yeah, to so it. if it's awkward or you don't know how to handle it, then like figure it out how to handle it. You know, because that's what is just how it is, I guess, yeah. you know, so. Do you guys, with your stuff and you shoot, do you do, uh, what do you do as far as, like, copyright assignment and, like, who owns the footage and all that stuff? Uh, good question. Um, so, like, um, we have never, like, uh, until recently charged, like, I've never dealt with, like, licensing our footage, per se, like, to a client for a project. And we always knew, like, in photography, you know, we always look at photography. Like in photography, you hire I hire you to take a photo. I pay you to take the photo, but then I pay you to license the photo you just took from me because if you produced it, it's your property. So you have to like license it to me, the ownership of like the actual photo itself. And so photographers always had that game. And Austin Mann said, you know, he once told us that, you know, the difference between photographers that you know, just get by and photographers that make, that do well is licensing. And so like, look up that, whether you're, you know, like look, look, Google licensing and like, just read about it. You know, that's a huge thing, but like, you should know about that. But in the video game, you know, that wasn't as, you know, to us, it wasn't as, cause we were like a service and like, you know, whatever, but we would always charge like a service fee on top of everything, you know, which is like a, to cover our own, like a percentage of like the budget, which covered like our overhead and stuff like that. So, we, you know, it was like, a, it was just like a, we always charge a percentage, you know, and in essence, it's, we found that in essence, you could call that a service fee. You can call that like a margin. You can call that a licensing fee, but either way, it's like we charge a percentage when you hire us, you know, and like, you know, we can call it whatever you want to call it, licensing fee, service fee, whatever, but like, 
it's it's there, you know, uh, and and it's a percentage and that's scalable. Whether it's you know if it's a nonprofit, sometimes we don't charge one at all or very very low, versus like you know a big agency or like you know just something like that's going to be out there on a larger scale. Like it's going to be higher, you know. So, so like for example, basically, so you would charge whenever you're billing out, like you would bill for production, which covers your costs of hiring people to shoot or whether it's you're shooting it or whatever, but then on top of that percentage for usage, right? Am I understanding that right? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, um, yeah. And I mean, if you want to just do it, you, you know, just call it usage. But again, on the actual line item, it, it's, it's, it's just a percentage, you know? Um, and, and, and if we, when we call it a licensing or usage fee like that, that percentage really, you know, goes to cover our overhead and our business. And like, that's where our profit margins lie and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, you should do that, but don't be the guy that like has like a weak reel and you're just starting out and like, you know, and be like, well, here's my, don't, you know, here's my usage fee. It's like, you know, some people aren't going to like, they're going to be like, what if you're at a mom and probably like, well, you know, there's another guy who doesn't do that or whatever. So like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fine line. It's like a gray area. And like, again, like you'll figure it out, you know? But I have seen a lot of people like at entry level starting out that like, you know, a little bit too ambitious and like almost cocky, like with what they want to charge and like whatever. But do that, too. If you that's what you want to do and you think you can charge a lot of money, try it out. Maybe you can. Maybe it works, you know. So then do you have like in your contract agreements anything that like talks about that at all as far oh. as like copyright or it's yeah, like says yeah. like you have like what is... Yeah, well, uh, that also depends, but, like, on our standard agreement is that um, once the balance for a project, a video project, is paid, right, and we're, pa- we're, we're paid in full on, on that project, then the um, client owns the footage, uh, the rights of the footage, so if they want, they can re-edit it. You know, and again, some people might be calling me crazy, but like, if you want to go re-edit it, I'm not going to argue if like you want to take the footage we shot, you know, and like hire someone else to recut it or whatever. It doesn't matter to me, you know, um, it's like we got paid for our time. We, you know, that's what we're charging for. Go for it. But uh, what we do have a little clause in there that says any non-branded B-roll that we shoot, um, we keep the rights to and like they can use it for their video but like we ha- or you know we we ha- we own the rights to that um and that way like let's say if we're shooting you know in a mechanics shop or like a factory or something and we have like a you know like an assembly or some a cool shot of something you know that's like doesn't have their brand on there you can't tell there's no one in it whatever it's just like a, or like a whatever a location or whatever um we keep that um, just in case maybe we wanted to like use it for another project, which we don't even do, you know, you always shoot. But you at least have the option or licensing. If you ever like were to start doing some sort of like stock stuff, like yeah. film supply. Or, exactly. And that's more the like thing. That. And and again, we don't, again, we're just thinking ahead. We don't use that. And we, we, I don't think we've ever used, maybe we've like used like aerials or something and, 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 and have repeated it maybe in like smaller projects or something, but like, you know, typically again, it's just, you want to, you want to, in your initial like contract and agreement, you want to have as much in your favor as possible, you know, um, of things you need and don't put things in there that you don't need just because someone else is doing it. Like think about what you need and 
what you can leverage and what you can negotiate because that's part of it also, you know, because there's going to be people that are trying, you know, you know, sometimes clients and, and, and people are trying to get, you know, the best, I mean, who isn't trying to get the best bang for their buck and the best quality and stuff, you know? So you got to be prepared to like negotiate and not be scared to, to do business, you know, and not get your feelings hurt when someone steals an idea or like says, you know, they, you know, they think you're too expensive or like whatever. It's just like, you know, it is what it is, man. Just keep going. Yeah. Well, going to need to wrap it up for this one. I'll have to have you come on again sometime because I feel like there's a lot more that we could talk about. Oh, yeah. About. I'll tell you the rest of the story, but uh, no. What, uh, um, just wrapping up today's, what, if, if, if like you're going to give advice to a freelance or somebody new and, and like, what's the like quick like takeaway? Oh, man. There's no quick takeaways with me, but, um, I'll repeat something. I I heard the the CFO of the Texas Rangers gave like a speech to a, a young group of uh, graduates, and um, she said her guiding principles are be ethical, um, be flexible, and be a joy to be around and work with. So that's just some recent feed that you know I was just like channel on to, to, to everyone because I think it's good um, and entry level just uh, if you're really trying to get into it and um, just use your resources you have um, you know well, absorb as much content and information and stories and perspective as you possibly can and again be ethical be flexible and be a joy to, to be around um, and yeah just keep going man I think it's like you know have a vision and a dream an ambition, uh, you know, think big, but also like have the grit and humble and like do the, you know, put the work in 10,000 hours. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Daniel. Yeah, sorry, Appreciate I'm long winded and I'm all over the place. I love but... it. We'll have, I'll have you come back on sometime. We'll, we'll talk some more. We can talk about that stuff for a long time. Yeah. We really, um, thanks, man. Yeah. We'll, I'll, we'll get links from you. We'll put links to some of the stuff Daniel talked about in the show notes at vacacy.com slash freelance Friday. Thanks for watching or listening, whichever. Freelance Friday is a Vacacy production. Vacacy is a full-service video production company based in Dallas, Texas. Vacacy, big video production value, freelance agility and scale.